we are here, FML Total Access, and we got a really exciting one today. I got my guy Jerome with me, and we got a special guest. We got Maddie here with us, and we're just going to get straight into it. Let me just um, go over the topics that we're going to talk about today. So it's it's not really mid-season. It's a little towards the end of the season, but... We, we It's basically like a mid-season podcast, really. So we're going to go over NFC and AFC standings. Um, we're going to go over DZ's top 10 power ranking. And you hey. know another one of our topics, contender or pretender. And then we're going to go over, you're going to choose a topic, fact or fiction, and we're going to decide if it's a fact or fiction. So, um, Jerome, Maddie, what's going on, fellas? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. First time on the FML Podcast Network. Welcome, man. Happy to have you. So let's just get straight into it, man. NFC and AFC standards, man. It's been a, a wild season. We in season two. Um, talk to me, fellas. Let's get into it. Uh, let's start with the with the NFC. Um, which division really stands out with the standards to you guys? You can go first, Maddie. Um, uh, well, my main one is definitely going to be the NFC North because um, there's a lot of talent in there. Besides the lines, obviously, but I feel like if the Bears went went out, um, you know anybody could get in the playoffs, and I just feel like that's a balanced division. All all great sim users. Um, I just like the comp overall, and I like the rosters. Obviously, besides the lines, they don't count, but um, I just feel like those have a strong top ten worth of users in one division. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I I feel like the, the NFC. It's kind of balancing out now because we've seen last season, you know, the Vikings was was really dominant and, and we felt like, you know, he was the favorite all the way. And I feel like right now we got a few teams that could, you know, make a playoff run and, and get into the Super Bowl. It, it kind of it's kind of open now. You know what I mean? So we got the Panthers at 10 and three Vikings at 10 and three Seahawks at 10 and three. So it, it's just wide open right now. The NFC. Yeah, and like you said, it, it seems like a lot of teams have, have kind of picked up the slack um, in certain areas. But a lot of teams, too, that were kind of doing really well last season fell off. And I feel like the NFC and the AFC kind of flipped um, during the offseason of, of the standings. You know, we saw a lot of under 500 teams being in contention for the playoffs in the AFC last year. And right now the NFC is looking tight, but there's a lot of five-plus losing teams right now um, currently still in the playoffs. Yeah, and, we, and last year, we felt like if you got four or five losses in the NFC, that's it for you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So now we got a seven seed, an eighth seed with six, um, seven losses. So it kind of looks natural now. You know what I mean? Everything's open. It's getting a little bit more competitive. And, and those, you know, seventh, eighth seed guys, they trying to get in there, man. Yeah, especially out of, out of the NFC East. Um, that, 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 that probably could easily be one. Even though I think the Eagles are pretenders, because um, the Cowboys are having a down year, <clears throat> but there were, those are three teams. That division is wide open with six losses, eight and six, eight and six, and seven and six with Cowboys, Giants, and the Eagles. So, um, what's um, Cowboys will bounce back? What's What's really surprising to me is I feel like in the NFC West and the NFC South, both we're seeing a shift, um, and it's really the team that wasn't really in the conversation as much last season kind of overtaking. And that, that goes for both divisions where the Seahawks and the Panthers both took over as the number one seeds while the other teams kind of took a dip. Rams aren't doing as well as they were last season. That's a playoff team last season. Um, you know, the Bucks finished second in the NFC South, and right now they're second 
but they got ten losses on 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 the, on the side, and the Falcons fell way off after their um, head coaching staff changed. But NFC West just it looks like a different story. We talked about the Seahawks possibly being a contender last year if he was available, and it looks like that's kind of taking it over now. Yeah, we 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 said that too. Uh, we mentioned that that when he comes back from his vacation and he settles in, he's definitely going to be a playoff team, and he he's he's leading the division right now. He's on a three win streak, and he, he's looking really good. The South, which we thought was the best division, kind of looks like a shit show now. Uh, besides Aponte, who didn't make playoffs last year, and he's just completely dominating that division. Um, He's undefeated uh, in division games so far. Wow. Yeah, he's having a, a really good season. He finished third last season. So um, I want to say he had three losses in the division last year. So going from three losses <clears throat> to undefeated uh, in the division so far at this point is definitely a huge improvement for that for that squad. That could hurt him in the playoffs, in my opinion. He's not bad. You know, he could be not battle tested. <clears throat> mm. Too easy for him in the regular season, which it looks like it kind of is right now. Um, and that he can get to the playoffs and face, you know, a battle-tested team as in one of the teams at the NFC North who has tough competition in division, so they're battle-tested. You know yeah, 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 definitely. Something to watch. Well, Ponte is uh, Coach Ponte is smooth sailing because I think he's figured out what works for him and his team. I, I will say for him, he's probably one of the best users in the league when it comes to adjusting. Mm-hmm. Um, even though this division looks – Kind of bad. The Bucks are having a really bad year. They had a tough schedule. The first eight, nine weeks, they had probably the hardest schedule in FML, and they never really put it together after that. Jordan Love's having a, a okay season, his first season, but the rest of the team not doing well. And yeah. so the Falcons had a change in coaching staff. They haven't won a game since then. And then you got the Saints, who look like the Saints of last year. But, um, you know, that third – that third uh, place schedule right now for the Panthers definitely weighs in his favor, but I don't think it discredits anything that he's doing um, user-wise. I don't think it's going to hurt him very much in the playoffs, but we, we never know. Yeah, it, may, it, it makes sense, though. I just want to talk about the NFC East, though. Um, that division is, is, is up, it's up for grabs still. You know what I mean? So we got the football team at 8-6, and six, the Giants at 8-6, and six, and then the Eagles, who's, who's one game behind. And wins at seven and six, so you know that. So anything, uh, WFT has lost two straight. Um, they lost to the Texans, then they lost to the Jags the week before. So now this division is kind of wide open right now. The Giants could steal, the Eagles could could even steal also. Yeah, and you know one thing that's surprising is I don't think I ever expected the Cowboys to be last place in this division at any point, um, at all this cycle. So. For him to be right now number four in that division speaks volumes just for how well competitive the rest of the teams are now in this division. They, they're starting to come into their own. This is a big uprise for the Eagles uh, in the wins because last season was definitely a bad year for him. He was in the top five, top ten picks in the draft. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how the three-team race between Eagles, Giants, and football team pan out. Yeah. Agreed. All right, so – Let's get into um the AFC, man. Um, I just want to talk about the AFC North. That division, I know the Ravens is kind of struggling. They seem to be coming together late in the season. They struggled in the beginning, but now they're seven and six. But they're on the edge of missing playoffs. Like I feel like one or two losses could really end their season. And you know the roster that they have was 
you know, probably one of the top rosters in the league. You know what yeah, I mean? Avengers, a, a, yeah. Yeah, a lot of moves in the offseason. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If he misses playoffs, you know, what do you what do you think? Like, is 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 it the the team? Is it is it not around his scheme? Because last season he was really, you know, um pass heavy. You know what I mean? Lamar was throwing the rock, scrambling. He had two of the fastest receivers. He got rid of one of them, and he's now he's relying, you know, solely on the run. So it's like, you know, what is it if he doesn't make playoffs? I feel like, um, you know, we did say, you know, this team is the Avengers, and I think I was the one who said it last podcast that this is a uh, do-or-die season for him. If he doesn't make playoffs or make Super Bowl, it's probably it because this is the best roster you're going to have, and that money's about to get tight. But uh, I just don't think he has an identity right now. I think – all that roster movement is kind of forcing him to go in a different direction on what he wants to do offensively. Like you said, he didn't run the ball very much with Saquon, which I think we all noticed that um, early on. Now he's starting to, but he doesn't have a pass game really that much to lean on. His tight end um, is starting to really come together, the rookie tight end. And I feel like that is going to add a little edge there, but uh, there's really no room for error for him uh, going forward as we get closer to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I... I like his roster, and I didn't like his offseason. I think he that playoff loss last season to Mac, right? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. He overthought too much um, and blew up some pieces that he didn't have to. I think he should have stayed with his game and just pass attack with Lamar. Yeah, so, I, I yeah. Agree. I feel like that was that was working really well. You know what I mean? I feel like guys didn't want to see him. You know what I mean? You know, when it came to playoffs time, you have Ravens on the schedule. You don't want to see that team, especially with the weapons they have. Who has the corners to compete with, with that speed? You know what I mean? Besides the Browns, basically. And and the Bra- and losing to the Browns in the playoffs is nothing short of, okay, you lost to the best user, it looks like. And, and me, as, as a new guy here, <clears throat> and I did play the Browns, it, it looks like that's a success. Like, you made it to the Browns, and, you know, He's unbeatable, it seems, right now. So, you don't beat yourself up and overthink and go get Saquon. And then you lost by only a field. It, he, lo- yeah. he he gave the game away, missing yeah. that game-winning yeah. field goal. Mm-hmm. That's a win to me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, the, like Maddie said, he overthought everything. Um, I know money comes into play already because you got to pay Lamar, and there's a lot of young talent on this team, especially on the offensive side. But you added more talent that you now have to pay I feel like he got rid of young guys so that he wouldn't have to pay them in the future, but he loaded a team that has to win now type of thing. And he's going to end up losing a lot of people in the upcoming off seasons um, to follow. So I just think he, he went a little overboard with, with making moves. He loves to trade, trying to build a mutt team, it looks like. But um, he, he went just a little too far now. I think he has, he has a hard time trying to live up to the – the potential and hype of having the name the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we could just um let's just get into the 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 standings, the whole conference overall. Man, Boogie at twelve and one, like who would have thought? You know what I mean? <laughs> let's be honest. Who who would have thought? So he's he he found his identity. He's completely dominating. And I know guys talk about how bad his division is, but if you look at the names that he's beat, and, and we're gonna get into that when we when we talk about contender and pretender, but Boogie's definitely doing his thing. A Mac, of course, is is also doing his thing. It's just the AFC looks really good, and it definitely doesn't look like it did uh, uh, last year. 
So if y'all y'all want to do like a little quick deep dive into the division, some standings, we could do that really quick before we move on. Uh yeah. So you know we already talked about the AFC North, so I won't get into that. But I feel like the AFC South right now is a very close race. It wasn't at one point. Uh, the Jags started off. What was it? One and six, one and seven to start. The Trash. And now they're seven and seven. So they're now back in the hunt. Uh, Texans are up there, but they started off four and zero, oh, and they've lost like almost every game since then, with the exception of maybe two games. Um, but the Colts are also kind of having a steady season. But to me, I feel like what really hurts Smooth and the Colts is that tie that he had with Titans. Um, and right now it's a close race, but that tie I feel like might hurt him big time um, for the AFC South title. Yeah, because when it comes down to it, it's who has the most wins. And a tie is not a win. You know what right. I mean? So, Especially com- um, divisional games, too. Yeah, exactly. So, but let's talk about the, the Chiefs and the Raiders. Um that uh, AFC West, uh, before the Chiefs, you know, completely dominated that division. Not really dominated, but the the, uh, the other guys in that division, the Chargers, the Raiders, they didn't do so well. And I feel like he had a, a cruise to the playoffs. I feel like it's different now with the with the Raiders. You know, kind of the Raiders' offense was was obviously really really good. They're a top off of maybe a top ten, top fifteen offense. But their defense, who was, you know, I think bottom five, has improved uh, greatly. And I feel like that's what kind of has been has changed things. You know what I mean? So, you know, that that division right now is still is still up for grabs, man. Anybody could win that one between, you know, Chiefs and Raiders. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Raiders definitely put in some work <clears throat> in improving just what works for the coach. Like the defense um, – the secondary wasn't wasn't great last season, and we knew where we needed to improve. And we were also familiar with a lot of the AFC AFC coaches. So um, what we did was we we did what we had to do. We just try to take notes, man. And they got better. They got better. And we can't. We're we're in, we're in for the long race. We're not trying to hit a home run now. Yeah, they 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 look really good. So that's gonna wrap it up for the AFC and the AF, uh, NFC standings. Uh, we're gonna get into our next topic, and that's the top ten power rankings, man. Um, DZ put out a really nice write up, and we got the top ten power rankings. Let me just go through it really quick. We got the Browns at number one, the Bills at number two, the Panthers at number three. Um, at four we got the Seahawks, five we got the Vikings, six we got the Bengals, seven we got the Chiefs, eight we got the Cards, nine we got football team, and at ten we got the Raiders. So. Just what stands out to you guys? Because this, obviously, this this top 10 power ranking looks completely different from the way it did last year. Besides very, the Browns, obviously. Very, very different. <laughs> like, extremely different. Um, To me, I, I'm surprised that the cards are all the way down at eight. I feel like they should be a little bit higher. Um, I feel like this has been a really good season for the cards and Koozie. I know they're not winning the division at this point in time. But this offense looks electric, and, and with the addition of that rookie running back that they added, it's going to get even better, especially since they're now starting to identify that, hey, we can run the ball uh, because there's been some issues, obviously, with Arizona not running the ball and uh, using him. So I feel like they should honestly, in my in my opinion, be at number six above Bengals and Chiefs to me. Um, but everything else, is, it, it, it's just a clear-cut picture of what this season looks like already. 
And like you said, it's very different from last season. Yeah, I agree. I think that the top 10 has definitely changed. And what I think has changed is, is a lot of these guys um, switched up. They, fought, they, 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 they adjusted to the game. You know what I'm saying? And season, I, I had a feeling, like, looking at AFC and NFC last year, NFC was crazy, bro. Like, um, I couldn't believe how, like, how, how much the wins dominated over the AFC. And I knew it was even out. Um, I knew all that would calm down. There wasn't a lot of trades. There, no one really had an off season to go off of. And I agree with the Cardinals. The Cardinals had some quality wins um, this year. And he also had a couple close losses, which could have moved him way up. Uh, I see week four, he lost to the Seahawks by one point. Uh, he lost to the Packers by one touchdown. So, it, he's definitely a good coach, man. He's moving up, you know, see him in the top ten in the playoffs is what's going to prove it. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though, but we had the top ten last season at this point. It was mostly NFC, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, literally. It was like I, seven NFC and like three. You know what I mean? Good, Matty. It was like three uh, AFC. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, it was, I don't, Debo wasn't up there. It Not, was like uh, uh, the Cowboys were in there. Estrada, yeah. Uh, the Rams, Estrada was up there. So Packers are not in here, which is surprising. Well, not yeah. really surprising, but surprising compared to last season. The yeah. Jags were in there. It's a, so yep. seeing the Bills there, um, the Panthers, they were in there, I think, at the start of the season. But seeing the Raiders in there, Falcons I know we, were we there. touched on the Raiders a little bit. Yeah, the Falcons were in there. The Cards the, weren't in there. Yeah, the Bucks were in there, I think, like periodically, but not the whole season. I think it was like in and out, in and out. And then the Seahawks are in there. It's it's looking it's looking really good, man. It's, I feel like the the conferences are kind of balancing out, and everything is open. Like you, it's it's favorites. Obviously, out of the AFC, it's going to be Mac. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's guys that's that's in there that one game he could lose. He he played a lot of close games. You know, uh, he wasn't like you know completely destroying guys in the playoffs. He's playing a lot of close games, and you know, playoffs is just one game. It's not like basketball where you got a series. It's one game, and anything can happen. You know what I mean? So, I feel like everything is 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 definitely more open now. And, and, and from a new uh, from a new user and a new coach, uh, like a podcast guy in the league, uh, what I can tell you is the best thing about the top ten is year one, year two, and then year three could be there. Were, so right now, year one, and year <clears throat> three is different, and in year three it could change up all the way again, and that's what you want to see. Exactly. That's why. That's why FML is special, man. Competitiveness, man. That's yeah. that's that's what that's what speaks volume. The competitiveness. Everybody's hungry. You know what I mean to make playoffs. Forget about winning a championship because you know only only a select few uses is is definitely. But I feel like making playoffs, or being over five hundred. You know the little things. It just matters. You know what I mean. Winning every single game. It it, it definitely matters. So, that's gonna wrap it up for top ten. Let's get into contender or pretender, man. Which one y'all want to start with? Contender or pretender first? Oh. The good news or the bad news? I'm going to let y'all choose because I know what, I know which one I, I like. The OGs pick this one. Got to let y'all pick this one. All right. Let's start with the bad news first. Let's go with pretender first. But, Maddie, I want to hear your pretender first. Since you're um, just joining us, let's hear it. Okay. Now, I think it's a good one. And it's because he has a very – he has one of the best wins. I got to go with the Bengals. Ooh. Okay. He – 
he is the Browns' only L, I believe. But um, great coach, much respect. But I just feel like uh, his offense is a little one-dimensional. At the mm-hmm. and, and I feel like it's been like that for two seasons. Um, and he has a great roster. But I just feel like when it comes down to passing situations and key games, um, I think that it's going to hurt him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's just how I feel about my my contender. I mean, yeah. pretend. Go ahead, Malibu. Oh, I, I was going to say, you know, I didn't really look at it like that, you know, because looking at his record, it's 10-3. and three, But being said that you said that, uh, his offense was one of his issues. Last year, um, he didn't use um, Jamar Chase much. You know what I mean? He's doing def- he's definitely doing well now. Um, but he didn't use him much last year. But I feel like, like you said, uh, Debo's strong suit really is the defense. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you're not going to get turnovers, you're not going to win. That's basically how his 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 scheme works. He he feeds off of turnovers and defensively doing well. So we seen that with the Chiefs when he played the Chiefs uh, last season. He yeah. beat the Chiefs in the regular season and playoffs. You know, the Chiefs completely just smacked them. Yeah. Why? Because they limited the turnovers. The Chiefs limited the turnovers. And he so I stopped, feel like and he stopped Joe Mixon. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that could be an issue. So so what you said definitely definitely makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And you know, I think it was actually GDP commentating for the majority of the game versus the Chiefs was like, Where's Jamar Chase? Where's Jamar Chase? We haven't seen Jamar Chase. And uh he didn't start to use him until the second half when I think he started to make a little bit of a comeback over the Chiefs. Um but he got him involved way too late. So, and like, it just goes to show that um, the statement about the whole one-dimensional offense, it, it definitely has not changed since last season. So, I didn't think and about then, it that way. I was actually surprised to hear the Bengals. So. And this is going to shock you, too. His strong suit is his weakest uh, point this season because his defense is ranked 28 in the league. Wow. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So, if your strong suit is kind of weak – you know that's that's gonna be tough. So it, it it definitely makes sense. Um, that's that's a good pretender, man. That's that's a good one. Um, Jerome, uh, you don't want to save the best for last, or right, I'll go. Uh, I I think mine's mine's pretty easy. I I think any of us at this point would probably agree that this person is definitely a pretender. Uh, a lot of talk I, with this team <laughs> in the AFC South, but as you, soon as you said talk, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I mean you. We all know it's the Texans, right? So you you can't, in my opinion, start off four and zero, and then just continue to to lose games, and then go three and seven, three and seven after that four and zero. But just just real quickly, I'm gonna kind of go over like where this this all kind of began for him because his first four wins was over Titans, Giants, Eagles, and Jags, right? So Jags is probably the biggest team that we see, and that was a close win for him. But the Jags really had a slow start to the season. When your first loss in the season is the Patriots, that's going to pop out right now because we both, all three of us know, the Pats are not a good team mm-hmm. in this league. And, it's, you know, they made the playoffs last season, but they were below 500, uh, same same way this season. But um, it was kind of a downfall for him after that. He lost to the Colts after that. He did beat the Titans by a point, but then this is where it starts to go downhill. He loses to the Broncos, loses to the Ravens. He beats the Packers, but in my opinion, if anybody watched that game, the Packers kind of gave him the ball. They tried to get cute um, in the fourth quarter. They had like a 10-point lead. I think actually it was a 14-point lead and threw back-to-back picks. 
and actually got him back in the game, and that's how he was able to take over and get that win. But he lost to the Chiefs. Jags got their revenge on him, lost to the Chargers, and he just barely beat WFT. But same thing. It looked like that team kind of gave away the game in the fourth quarter. So um, his defense is, is, is 31st ranked. And, you know, the saying is defense wins championships. And this team, if you're going to go 4-0, and then go 3-7, and 31th ranked defense, and then now oh. you're not even leading your own division. I think it's safe to say that this team is a pretender. Yeah. That's... I agree. I agree. Uh, I watched um, the game versus my division mate, uh, Beast, and... I just I watch and I just couldn't believe how many times he was lobbing it to Mike Williams and <laughs> the way he was talking I'm like no way that's his game plan so the four and zero start could have been a lot of a lot of luck um in my opinion you know he took advantage of some some users who were just having a bad stretch and two of them are the Jags and the Eagles because they both turned their seasons around yeah and he's got to face three tough teams um coming up so. I could see him easily in the playoffs, and that the way he was yapping, that is might be one of the biggest letdowns of talk versus prove it I've seen in my Madden career. Yeah, that's yeah. thirty. I didn't even know his defense. I know his defense is is not the you know the bottom half, but thirty one. That's basically that's- dead last. Damn near. I gave him a little bit of credit. His offense is at least second ranked, but uh, I mean, what much does that say when you go three and seven in your last I, ten games? Offense is even second ranked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, was, I was looking at the roster. It's like what? <laughs> but now I'm I'm interested to see what Malibu has to say about his. Yeah, yeah. my all right. So my pretender it's gonna be docking the package, man. Right. Um. Obviously, Doc is, is is a really good user. Everybody knows, but the reason why he's my pretender, I feel like the the second half of the season he's been struggling. So, and I feel like offensively he's been figured out. Um, he got Mike Evans, which he was stoked about, excited about. Who wouldn't be? You know what I mean? You get a, a receiver like Mike Evans, and I feel like he got really too excited passing him the ball. <laughs> so, if you look at the statistics, Mike Evans has. Three, listen to what I'm saying though, three times more receiving yards than every other receiver. Tight end, halfback, wide receiver, three times more receiving yards than every other player on that team. Oh, wow. wow. And I feel like guys are starting to notice that Mike Evans is his go to. Like, I'm not even talking about his third down guy. This is every down guy he's looking for him. So I feel like teams are figuring that out. And in the playoffs, um, when you face the, you know, obviously playoffs is the top teams in the conference. So when you face guys, you know, that know that's the guy you're going to go to, they're going to shut that down automatically. So that's why I'm thinking um, his offense has been struggling the past couple of games. He's dropped a game to the Giants, who's been struggling also. And I just feel like it's just figuring out his offense. He dropped the game to the Texans, you know, mm-hmm. who's – who we just talked about, who's struggling, you know, drastically on decline right now. Three for seven, his last 10, like Jerome said. So I feel like if he's losing games like that, when it comes to playoffs, I feel like it's just going to be the same thing. Unless unless he listens to the podcast and realizes. <laughs> Makes some adjustments. Wait a minute. 
everybody's listening. I gotta throw it to somebody else now because Mike Evans might have three people on. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and it's that's a crazy number. It's crazy to me that that's even like what his offense is doing. We've seen it, obviously, but you add Mike Evans and you think that okay, this is just gonna be like my big star of the offense. But you still got Aaron Jones. You still got some some talented pieces around on that offense, and you still got um, Rodgers, obviously, a quarterback, because you shipped Love away in order to get Mike Evans. But for him to be three times in yards the amount of the rest of the receivers, that's crazy. Yeah, he got 1,200 receiving yards, and the closest person, the next guy up, is got 400 yards. Mm. Yeah. That's insane, man. So that's going to wrap it up for Pretender. And let's get into the good stuff, man. Contenders, man. The guys that's going to get into playoffs – Got a chance to, you know, make it to the to the big game, to the AFC, NFC championship games. Let's get into contender. I'm going to go first. Just maybe go in, like, reverse order. So, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with the Panthers, man. The Panthers is just showing up. You know, the top four defense, um, top four offense, fourth, ranked fourth. You know, top three defense, ranked third. You know, what, what more can I say, man? He's just literally – it's just balance. He's doing it on both sides of the ball, which is so important. You know what I mean? When you got a balance, you know, let's say your offense is doing bad, you got that defense to pick you up. You got that um, defense, you know, not playing well. You got that offense. And like we said about the Bengals, like Maddie said, being one-dimensional, you know, I feel like having a balanced offense really helps you out. And in point differential, he has one of the best point differentials. He's scoring 33 points per game and only – allowing just under 20 points per game. So I feel like the Packers is definitely going to be a contender. I feel like they're hungry, especially the way they missed playoffs last season, like literally by a, a game. We even yeah. thought they was going to get in. So, man, um, Aponte, he's hungry, man. And whoever he plays in the playoffs is going to fall victim. Yeah, and, um, you know, that trade for Mac Jones, I feel like kind of helped him out big time because Sam Darnold got him – to at least 11 and six, but third place in the division, obviously due to tiebreakers and then not making the playoffs that hurts you. Um, and I, I'm sure he's definitely smirking with the way his division is looking at this point in the season. So um, he's happy for sure. But uh, I talked about it earlier. I don't think this division is going to weigh him down for sure. Um, and I think definitely with his talent and his ability to play balance, like you said, that's going to help him, uh, especially in the NFC when it's going to get a lot tighter in the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is, is I think that that Mac Jones gave him, like he's grooming him right. Thirty four touchdowns, twelve picks. Mm. So Christian McCaffrey has two hundred eighty five carries, which the next closest I think is Saquon with like around two hundred forty. That is balanced, man. That's hard to defend because you think you're gonna get eight by Saquon, and the next thing you know, Mac Jones rips one for twenty five. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me uh, correct myself. You think you're going to rip by Saquon? I mean, a Christian, Christian McCaffrey, and then you—that's a dual threat. You just—that's tough to defend, man. And then you know why? Because his defense is hard to move the ball on. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at Moore, has 900 yards. Anderson has just shy of 900 yards. His tight end Trimble has 700 yards. Just look at the balance. How he's spreading yeah. the ball. You know what I mean? So it's just like a, a double-edged sword. Like, pick your poison. He's he's going to dot you up. He's going to run the ball. He's going to play defense. He's going to do it all. So it's like if you – in the play when playoffs time come and it's time to watch film on him, it's like where do you go to stop him? You know what I mean? 
It's just right. the balance that why I feel like he's he's such a good uh contender. So yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say he's he's probably I can see him winning the NFC. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too. With the balance, yeah, you know, what do you what do you focus on to stop? You know what I mean? So who wanna go next for their contender? Well, if we're going in reverse order, I think it's gonna be me. Oh uh, uh, yeah, but... you're in the middle, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it in the NFC. Uh, I think this the Seahawks team is light years ahead of what it was looking like last season. Um, definitely with them being the number one in the NFC at this point uh, in the season and number one in the NFC West, they're taking the NFC by storm. Didn't expect this to be the case. They got a lot of really good wins throughout the season. Um, some easy schedule it looks like, but there's definitely some some teams on here that that kind of pop out. One of his biggest losses, I feel like, was to who you just brought up was the Panthers and Aponte. Um, but one of the biggest things, you talk about balance. This is a balanced team. He doesn't really run the ball too much, but he keeps the wide receivers balanced in the passing game. He spreads the wealth. Uh, you know, he's not one-dimensional. DK does have 16 touchdowns, right? And the next is four. But when it comes to catches, he has 40 for 649 yards. Uh, his tight end, Gerald Everett, is right behind him with 34, 635 yards. So at least in these drives, when he's not getting these touchdowns to DK, he's, he's spreading the ball around. DK is probably just his, his favorite when it comes to, like, red zone, um, which is apparent. Um, and then, you know, Dwayne Eskridge has 30 catches for 437 yards and four touchdowns right behind him. And then 38 catches is Chris Carson. Tyler Lockett's really the only one he doesn't seem to get involved too much, but he's got – Five wide receivers, but 300 yards plus. Yeah. And two of them at 600 yards plus. So, he's definitely – he's he's spreading the ball around. Only seven interceptions all season with um, Russell Wilson. Mm. Or, I'm sorry, nine taking interceptions. Taking care of the yeah. ball. Nine interceptions. But, yeah, he's taking care of the ball, and that's, that's definitely how you win big games, to take care of the ball. I'd like to see him get a rematch with the Panthers in the playoffs because I feel like that was definitely a huge loss for him. It, it definitely boosted – um, the confidence for the Panthers, especially, you know, we talked about the possibility of his division weighing him down. But I think for the Seahawks, they're definitely a contender, and I think this would be a good rematch. I think it would be a lot closer if they played each other a second time. Because Walter's defense, um, well, Entropy, as you guys know, has always been one of the best in the game uh, in this league. So I expect that to kind of play a pivotal point when he gets to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I think he's he, he is a contender, and you know what really what, what I noticed is what changed him around early on, because um, I'm pretty sure he lost his first. I think I don't remember exactly when the trade took place. When he got Darius Slay, I think that was his missing piece in that secondary to kind of to kind of go with Jamal Adams. So, and the way he just spreads the ball around. Is is very, very. Um, it's tough to defend because he doesn't key. He doesn't key in on one guy like the Packers does. He he doesn't care. He doesn't look for hike DK. He's hike who's open. Let's let's stay calm and make this. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely a contender. Yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, basically what you what you guys said. Um, I just I basically say the same thing. So, <laughs> Maddie, if you want to go over uh, your contender. Man, I gotta go. We go. We go. Bring it back over to the ASC side. <laughs> yeah, we go. Bring it down to the snowy area. Buffalo Bills, man. 
what he's Ooh. doing right now, I think the whole league. I mean, listen, let's let's just put it real simple. When you erase Boogie, and I'm new, and I've seen it used that Boogie cycle like that, <laughs> like that's dope, bro. Like and he's humble right now. He knows that the job's not done, but I love his quarterback play. Uh, what he's doing with Josh Allen, uh, I I see that he he really got he got a a, a halfback out of free agent agency that he's built up with Bryce Love, and you know that win over the Chiefs uh, recently was really big just. Just for confidence boost and okay, let, look, Chiefs is a big hitter, right? And the way he won that game was just showing, I'm stepping up to the plate. Who's on the schedule? Who's next? We playing our game. We we lining up and we smashing you in the mouth. Um, and you know what he's what he's doing right now is just gonna be. I think it's gonna continue and roll into the playoffs. Yeah, boogie, boogie's beat me twice. He beat me last season in the regular season. He beat me this season in the regular season. And I really got to respect his competitiveness. And, I, and we said this before on a podcast on one of the episodes, um, that he's probably one of the most competitive users. Like, you know, wins yeah. aside, he's probably mm-hmm. one of the most competitive users in the league. And that's, that's, that's coming to life right now, as you see. You know what I mean? From going eight and nine, he made playoffs. So he doesn't have a, a trash schedule. He's beat a lot of you know, big names, you know, top playoff guys. You know what I mean? He's just been doing his thing, man. He looks um, uh, really, really good. And I it's, feel like this momentum is going gonna, is gonna to ride into the playoffs. Thanks. To me, I think it's always best to see when we have somebody that's you, – you know, you and I were talking about that, how, how competitive he is, and it eats him alive when either he doesn't make playoffs or he loses a big game. It, it kills him. And you mm-hmm. can see it visibly whenever he's talking about it. Um so it's definitely nice. I feel like it's nice to see that somebody coming from that and then now being number one in the AFC is definitely a big jump. I don't think I would. I didn't think I'd ever see Boogie only have nine interceptions at this point in the season because in the past his biggest issue was he just continuously turned the ball over and he would put himself out of games. Um, and we've seen him play really close with top users in the past. Even if he was having really bad seasons and he was losing the guys that he shouldn't be losing to. He was giving guys that were having really good seasons a run for their money. So now this cycle, he's kind of turned it up a notch, and now he's starting to be able to compete like at all levels. Like a trap game. You see a bad schedule, but you know, uh-uh. We can't take it lightly. He can exactly. Be- yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Man, Boogie's been playing really well. I'm impressed. He's definitely a guy we say, you know what I mean, if he limits the turnovers, finds his scheme, you know, he he, he could play really well. I definitely did. We did. I think he would play this well. No, but I definitely thought I would see improvement from him. So it's just, it's just good to see, man. It's yeah. definitely good to see. And you don't see that around other leagues like that. Like exactly, competitiveness, exactly. man. It's that Cinderella story. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna wrap it up for contender and pretender. Um, we're gonna get into our last topic. It's gonna be fact or fiction, and this is. Right now, the AFC was, I mean, the NFC was obviously better than the AFC last season. Towards the playoffs, we've seen some things change. So I'm just going to go fact of fiction, man. Is the AFC, you know, um, more competitive and better than the NFC? Fact of fiction. What do you guys think? Go ahead, man. Uh, as, wow, that's a great question. It's tough. All right, well, I'll go first since I yeah, know you, my answer. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead because I'm looking. I'm like, woo. No, nah, I'm going to say fiction. Yeah. Um, and, 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 there's reason, and there's reasons to it. It's not, it's not to bash the AFC at all. 
because the competitiveness in the AFC is way better this season than it was last season. And the mm. AFC had the best playoff race and playoff road to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, last season. But who came out on top? The same person that always comes out at top in whatever conference he ends up in, and that's Mac with mm-hmm. the Browns. Um, and even though he had a he had a tough road here, it doesn't seem like he's having really that much trouble going through the AFC right now. Um, we see a lot of users struggling in the AFC that are usually predominantly pretty well. Beast is one of them with the Chargers. Uh, you know, Ocho got hot at the end of last season. He's having a good season right now, but he's been kind of hit or miss in some games. Uh, Jag started off one and seven, but they they picked it back up. But I feel like the NFC overall has been really, really competitive um, in a lot of different aspects when it comes to experience in Super Bowls. You got Taco, who's won uh, Super Bowls. He went, I think, what, to two Super Bowls in Madden 20? And who do you face? Mac. You got Aponte, who's won Super Bowls in FML, right now leading his division. You got Walter, who's won Super Bowls, right now leading his division. Estrada has won Super Bowls. He won two last cycle. He's not having a great season right now, but he's in that conversation. Kuzi, in my opinion, should be higher in the power ranking. There's a lot of uh, Doc. We said he's a pretender or, you know, we agreed that he's having a one-dimensional year, but he's still, in my opinion, one of one of the better users in the league. So Absolutely. I, to me, I just feel like just because somebody's either having a tough season or they're not playing at the point of where they were at last season – it doesn't make the division less competitive. If anything, it looks a little bit more competitive because it's it's tighter in the yeah. NFC than it was last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say fiction as well as my second season playing here and the knowledge that I have. Um, because I think that last year, the NFC versus the AFC, like, like we went on the, the, the records, I think that showed a lot. And meaning that is like, they have a more proven, you know. Obviously, it's a new system, and it's. A, but if you're competitive, you're gonna figure out ways to win. Yeah. And I feel like what we're gonna see soon in the AFC is the same top eight to ten users fighting for that last seven. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I feel like if we go over to the NFC, we're gonna have more guys scratching and clawing, and each the last three playoff spots could look different. As example is. The Cowboys and the Bucks, right? They're gonna be back, no doubt. The Bucks had the hardest schedule, hands down, um, to to start a, a season that I've seen. I, I knew at, coming off my, I was like, yeah, that's tough. Like, I, I would be sick if that was me, especially trying to, <laughs> trying to transition to QB at that because I'd be doing the same damn thing. Yeah, yeah man. What's, what's that gonna do for me? Get me some wins and and maybe not even make the. Uh-uh, we gonna start doing love, Tom Brady. You gonna sit this out? Unless Love gets injured, it's the only way you're coming in. So he did the right thing. And then you look, come back to the AFC, right? AFC, and this is the best example. AFC South should have been won three weeks ago when the Jags started 0-1-7. If, that should have been over. But as, yeah. we see, as we see, real the real user is coming back. Like, that's it. So I feel like it, the AFC could, is most likely going to be – is what it is with what we got now. And the NFC just has a couple dogs. Like the Eagles could drop out and then come back another season. Because he's not bad. I just think that he, like, like the perfect example is that cornerback not playing. 
when I seen that, my mind. Oh, man, my that's mind, ridiculous. Yeah. The X Factor rookie better. corner. The yeah. X Factor be unlocked right now. He had two X Factor. Like, to see that and to see who he's playing over that corner. Um, you know, and also the Rams are going to come back. And we don't know what we got with the 49ers yet. I think he's still trying to figure some things out because he doesn't seem as bad as user as his record shows. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so exactly. I think, yeah. I think that the NFC could have a little <clears throat> more upside. Uh, and also, I want to say the bus. Um, he's a lot, just for me knowing personally, he's a lot better than what his record shows. And, you know, remember, he, he did one for the culture and he gave out a forced loss that was, pro- a force, that was probably a dub. So, um, I think the NFC could be a lot more, a lot more uh, competitiveness. At, just as of right now, as the way it is, AFC most likely will be the same guys uh, fighting for that last spot. Yeah, I, I definitely I agree with both. Yeah, yeah, both made good points, and I'm gonna say fiction too. And the reason why I just feel like both conferences are kind of balanced now to me. Mm. You, you know what I mean? I feel like you know what we saw was you know f- four losses that get you bounced out, but now we kind of see. You know, those those bottom guys getting more competitive and stepping up, you know, like the Eagles, you know, the Rams are playing bad. Just like Maddie said, things could get interchangeable. And I feel like um the AFC could be just like that too. So I feel like it's like a it's like a mirror right now. So I can't just give it to one side. So that's why that's why I'm gonna say fiction. And uh, you know, I don't know if we if we kind of brought this up. I know we said a lot, we talked about the differences and stuff, but one thing to note is we're seeing like a, a change in division leaders right now in the NFC when the AFC kind of is just it's staying the same. And like Maddie said, it probably will stay the same as the cycle goes on. But right now we see the NFC South having a completely different division leader, the West. Looks like the East may have one by the time this uh yep. season's over and we get to playoffs. And the only one that's the same is the North. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to wrap it up for this podcast, man. FML Total Access. This was a good one. Maddie, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you, Maddie. Appreciate you, bro. Facts. This one, this one was lit, man. So holla.